Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is a podcast for sustainable fashion conversations. Whether you're a consumer or a sustainable fashion brand owner, we have a lot of resources just for you. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you and equip you with the knowledge to help right the harmful fashion industry. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to Recloseted Radio. In today's episode, we're in for a treat because we are joined by Carrie, who is the founder of the Conscious Fashion Campaign. And the Conscious Fashion Campaign is in collaboration with the United Nations Office for Partnerships. The campaign engages leading global industry events, initiatives, and activations to facilitate collective action towards the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals. The Conscious Fashion Campaign actively supports the decade of action and delivery for sustainable development by bridging the gap between the United Nations and fashion industry leaders to enable the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, to scale and create effective, strategic, multi-stakeholder partnerships. There's so much that we get into today with Carrie, and so I cannot wait to have you listen to this interview. And without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, Carrie. Thank you so much for coming on, and I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm very excited to delve into the conversation today. To kick things off, do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about your background, your career path, and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So for me, it's been a bit of an interesting journey. I studied English literature and communications at university, Um, was never sure where I wanted to go, but knew academia at that time of my life was a good starting point. I've always enjoyed writing, reading, talking, speaking engagement, communicating, and also convening. And so it was really interesting as then you take all of those skills and you fast forward after I graduated from university in England, I had the opportunity to move to New York City and very quickly when I was there, even though I was in a marketing role, I just really connected with events and not only with events, but as business events and what that might look like being able to enhance business opportunities for people. And in my learnings and discovery of living in New York City in my early 20s, I just found this new love for fashion. I enjoyed fashion as a girl growing up, but it was also limited on my access. I was in the countryside in England, didn't have your latest trends. I wasn't looking at runway shows and things like that. But my family have always been into fashion in one way or another. My mom loved the shopping and what that looked like and always made a day of it. Whereas my grandma would always take me to the charity shops, secondhand shopping, the thrifting. Both my mom and my grandma were into the sewing and creating costumes at home. And then I think what was happening without me realizing it All of that happening at home in my upbringing. And then this journey I got to go on between work experiences and my education took me very quickly into becoming an event producer in the fashion industry. And so with that, I started my first company in New York at 23 years old with a partner. And we would produce runway shows 
a lot for independent fashion designers or established brands looking to break into the American market. And we would do these shows during New York Fashion Week. And from that, we started growing a lot of opportunities for brands to either showcase during that time or for people to just really connect as a community as they wanted to grow their business. For me, the giving back, impact, sustainability, ethical fashion, the name has changed many times during the period of my career. And it's now 16 years on of when I moved to New York. And I am now still in the fashion space. But also, I have now been able to integrate my love of fashion, events, and with that, very openly now align with sustainability, where now I'm heading up something called the Conscious Fashion Campaign, which is in collaboration with the United Nations Office for Partnerships. And with it, the campaign was born to bridge the gap between the fashion industry and the United Nations, specifically around the sustainable development goals, which we will get into a little later. But what I have found has happened with my career I just continue to work at the things that I love, even if it meant I had to volunteer, be an advisor, help out around these things. I've now been able to reach a point where I can connect everything that I am passionate about and they didn't have to be so divided. I found many years ago that giving back in fashion didn't actually maybe also mean and define equally as sustainability as it is today. Giving back and helping out or impact fashion back then was it could actually be a high street or what is now seen today as a fast fashion brand doing a fundraiser and giving the money to a local charity. Whereas today we look for a much more holistic approach from the brands that we support and that somewhat isn't acceptable anymore. We want to see a full circular disclosure. We look for transparency. And being able to bring my work with the United Nations, I feel like that really now helps. Again, coming back to that circular element of the fashion industry, the influence of the events that go on in that industry, and the United Nations having the framework of sustainable development and what that looks for an impact on us, I now get to bring all of that together and work daily to advocate for good within the fashion space. Wow, thank you for that overview. That was so detailed and so awesome for you to take us through that. I actually had no idea I used to do runway shows. I knew you did events, but I didn't know it was runway related. So that's really awesome. Yeah, and I have to tell you, it was kind of at the runway shows where I feel like a lot of us have these moments, right? Where we're like, this isn't enough anymore, or what am I doing? I'm a part of this broken system. And I was on advisory boards for charities. I was helping foundations put fundraisers together and just and a living rather sustainably in my own life in many ways at home as an individual. But I was thinking, hold on, I am a part of the system that is encouraging thousands of people at Fashion Week to come buy outfits, throw away outfits, support designers and put them on the runway and then help them get into stores and media. But we're not asking enough questions. I don't know enough about this brand that I'm helping to put out there. And that became a big trigger point for me to really put the brakes on 
and actually to be courageous enough to step out of the company that I had built and really jump into the conscious fashion element of things. Yeah, totally. And so speaking about conscious fashion, can you tell us a little bit more about the conscious fashion campaign, what it does? I know you had mentioned you're partnering with the UN, which is great, and it's dedicated to the SDGs. But just wondering a little bit more tactically what you do and what your day-to-day might look like. Absolutely. So just to refresh on that, the Conscious Fashion Campaign is in collaboration with the United Nations Office for Partnerships. And what the campaign looks to do is we engage leading global industry events, initiatives and activations with the goal to facilitate collective action towards the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals. The campaign really works to coordinate advocacy, education and engagement of fashion industry stakeholders so that we can all work together to implement responsible businesses practices that are mindful of social, economic and environmental impact. And with that, what we want to do is, first of all, we end up working with the leading global industry events And just to name and give an idea of that, it's trade shows, conferences, and fashion weeks mainly. We have partners in many global regions. And our idea with that is we want to convene where the industry decision makers are and the stakeholders. And for us, we know that the designers, the retailers, the manufacturers, the mills, and so forth are incredibly influential in how the industry moves forward. The buying power, the financial decisions that go on, the hiring decisions, the fabrics and so on. And as that as an element is extremely impactful on what the fashion industry has been doing negatively to people and planet. The Conscious Fashion Campaign, what we'll do on a day-to-day is be in touch and align with our industry partners and find out what we can do to encourage them to integrate education, call to action, toolkits, and build a community so their attendees, clients, and exhibitors really have support and stability to move forward if they want to integrate sustainability into their business. We are very aware that Each business is at their own journey of sustainability. Some people are very deep into this and are very aware of what's going on. Some people are just beginning and with that they're launching products, whereas other people have very complex business tiers that are going to take time to break down and change things. But we still need to ensure that they're getting the education and the knowledge to understand how they still have the support that they are a crucial part of the industry to drive that change forward. So for us, education and knowledge share is critical in making sure people are on the same page to understand what to do. Our days vary from speaking engagements to right now in the wake of the pandemic, supporting a lot of digital activations. Pre-COVID, it was whether we were at trade shows helping with the education track. It might be that we were putting exhibits on that were highlighting the sustainable fashion brands that were on the show floor, encouraging retailers to go and connect with them and do good business. It could be awards, receptions, media and press conferences where we're educating the media that are interested what is going on in that region. And again, it all comes back to really focused on 
our pillars are built around advocacy, engagement, and education, and they are the core foundation for us for the campaign. And our days are pretty exciting, to be honest, because no matter what is happening, we're always seeing people willing now to embrace sustainable development in such a way that was not happening before. And we have to ensure that that continues on and that fashion leaders are enabled and empowered so that they can help us scale the sustainable development goals and achieve this 2030 agenda. Wow, yeah, so your day to day seems like it's really great. And I love that you're able to make that impact that you talked about now. And it's really cool to your point that you're seeing a shift as more and more people are becoming educated and care more about sustainability. So I think that's really great. And for listeners that might not know what the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are or have heard of it, but don't necessarily know how it started or what it really entails, do you mind doing a quick snapshot or overview of what it is? Oh, absolutely. So the Sustainable Development Goals were actually developed and launched and adopted in 2015 by the United Nations member states. These are 17 goals that are focused on taking us towards a better and more sustainable future for all. You could see them as a blueprint. And as we sit here now in COVID-19, they are probably now more than ever a place and a framework that can be seen as a roadmap to recovery. They provide a snapshot to look at the 17 goals, what we can do to make this a better world for people and planet, and they look to address the global challenges that we face. And these range from poverty to inequality, climate, prosperity, peace, justice, life below water, life on land. And my favorite goal is goal number 17, which is partnerships for the goals that remind us that we're actually all in this together to make this collective action. Under the 17 goals, there's 169 indicators and they act as targets to help break it down as better milestones on what we can do to achieve those goals with the agenda of 2030. Yeah, that's great. And in terms of how it originated and what the purpose behind it, do you think that the purpose right now is being carried out or do you think that we're going to achieve it by 2030? I know it's kind of a subjective question, but I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. The reality is the Sustainable Development Goals were created as a universal call for action. What could we do by bringing governments, businesses and civil society together to do better? We can't do this individually. We can't do this isolated. And we need to mobilize all efforts globally and make it universal, inclusive and indivisible. And one of the biggest things that this is all about is building upon the success of things that have already happened. But in order for this new development agenda to work, it has to be an international community as in all this together. Now, we have seen a lot of significant progress, but it's nowhere near close enough of what needs to happen. And I think COVID and many of the things that are going on today has showed us how fragile our system is and how it is not set up to protect us in the times that we need it the most. And if anything, it is now showing us we definitely need to have collective systems in place that can support the people as well as looking after the planet with climate and forests and so forth and animals 
But we have got a lot of work to do. And in this with COVID, I do think we are seeing it's actually taking some of that progress away from us, especially of what we're about to see with starvation and poverty and things like that. So whilst people now are starting to realize that the sustainable development goals are crucial, we still have a lot of work to do. And we really cannot stop. If anything, we need to move forward rapidly and together. Yes, I could not have said it better myself. I really agree that we all need to band together. This is an international call to your point. And so speaking of that, businesses, I think, play a really big role in it. Consumers, of course, should do their part and everyone's little bit will add up and it'll be a collective, which is really great. But in my opinion, I think businesses are also very key. So this is a sustainable fashion podcast. So I would love to get your opinions and your thoughts on how you think sustainable fashion brands can incorporate the UN SDGs into their company. Yeah, absolutely. And on that point, it's so interesting that you say that because I'm big belief as well. Businesses are crucial to shifting the needle on impact moving forward in society. And I think businesses actually have a responsibility to do good business. They have that responsibility to implement business practices that are mindful of social, economic and environmental impact. And they can look at the sustainable development goals, as I mentioned prior, people are on different journeys, right? And we always have to be aware of that. We're not expecting everyone to be at the same pace, but what would be incredible is people can look at the sustainable development goals, whether they are the business leader, the business founder, management, an employee, even new to the company, everybody has an option to speak up and share and say, do you know what? Look at these that are going on. And I think we can align with a certain amount of goals and put this into our business several ways we see companies do this. They may look to the sustainable development goals as they're starting out and use it as a framework to actually launch the company and create those goals as a part of the DNA. Other ways that larger companies that have been existing and around for a while might look to the sustainable development goals for milestones, for reporting, for auditing. You find that people may use it for activations and moments to highlight. We are seeing that a lot more businesses are using it as a framework to grow towards. And that's one of the biggest things for the Conscious Fashion Campaign is we want people to utilize the sustainable development goals so they can become a unified language within the fashion industry because right now sustainability is such a complex topic as it should be but also it's a very vague definition of what that means when a company is sustainable and so it would be great to be able to see and the campaign really does urge fashion industry stakeholders to look and implement what they can around responsible business yes i love that and i completely agree with you And I do find, though, for brands that are just starting out, especially startups, they have so much going on already just to get their business off the ground. Not that established brands don't. They obviously have their own set of issues and challenges they're working towards. But for startups or brands just starting out, it can be very overwhelming. So do you have any tips for brands that want to still incorporate the SDGs, but maybe don't have as big of a budget and as big of a team to work with? And that's a great question. And thank you so much for that. And I'm sure your listeners are nodding along saying, yes, exactly. What does that mean for us? And the reality is here, 
just with everything else in life, you cannot do everything and you cannot be everything to everybody. And I think it's really crucial to look at the 17 goals and think, okay, I'm going to have a primary set. It might be one, two or three goals that are realistic to your own business. You should not look at what your competitors are doing and try to beat that or match it because it doesn't matter. We're in a place right now where you think, okay, this goal makes sense to my mission. It matters to me as the business owner. This is my passion. And I actually believe when somebody cares about something genuinely too, that naturally it becomes more embedded, more authentically into the business as they grow. When you look at the goal or goals as a couple of them that make sense for your business and are realistic, you can then start deeper diving into those targets that come with that goal. And it helps you align milestones. It helps you set indicators within your business. And as you've reached them, I think it gives companies more confidence to then look, can they report and align with other goals also? I will say that when you look at the sustainable development goals, very quickly you go down the rabbit hole and realize realize they are actually very interconnected and I think it's also really important to ensure if you're going to select one if there's others that matter to you you ensure that you're not doing so good on one but you're ignoring another yeah I agree with you too I think I always say focus because especially for brands starting out it can be very overwhelming so focus pick and choose and to your point don't just disregard the others as well, because sometimes we kind of talked about this during the Green Story panel, but sometimes focusing on one will allow you to potentially do not as great things for another SDG. So it's really important to still take your head out and look around and just make sure that you're doing the best you can. But yeah, focusing, I think it's very important. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of focusing, are there any SDGs that you think are really imperative for fashion brands to focus on if they're having trouble deciding because there are 17 <laughs> and they may care about sustainability or environmental initiatives in general, so it could be difficult for them to decide. So if you had to choose, are there some that you think are really imperative for fashion brands and can really move the needle? For me, I think naturally the fashion industry aligns very well with goal number 12, which is responsible consumption and production. We are in a society that perpetuates building a fashion system on moving fast, delivering fast, consuming fast. And we have to come away from that. And we need to learn as an industry how to responsibly produce so that we can encourage citizens as well as ourselves that work in the industry to consume responsibly. And what I will say, there's then a lot of knock-on effects. And if it's done right, those knock-on effects are positive. But with that, I actually also think goal number 13, climate action, is rather critical in the implications of the fashion industry. And with that, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Again, they end up being very interconnected. And another one that I think that as we sit and have this conversation in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, it's very important right now, goal number three around good health and well-being. And I think it's especially important to be looking at what is going on in employees? How is everybody? What is going on around mental health? What are the hours people are putting in? How are the facilities? How are they being treated? What does that look like? Because 
this pandemic has shifted how many of us are working and what that might look like. And I don't mean good health just in regards to ensuring you don't get or you recover from COVID. It goes beyond that within the environments that people are working in and how people are coping mental health wise right now, whether it's extended hours or loss of work or the fear of loss of work. And that does then play into goal eight, decent work and economic growth, and especially goal 10 with reduced inequalities. We need to ensure that no matter what we are facing challenges as business owners right now, we have a responsibility to look after the people that have supported and continue to hold up the system behind the scenes that the consumers don't see and the media don't report on. It is crucial to look after everybody in the supply chain fairly. Yes, totally. And speaking of the supply chain and just the production partners, to your point, shifting gears, like how do you think the production partners and mills could potentially incorporate the UN SDGs into their practices? I think mills and manufacturers need to really look at goal number eight around decent work and economic growth. That also leads in that they cannot ignore goal nine around industry and innovation and infrastructure that they are providing for their workers. And then again, I come very heavily and quick to goal number 10 around reduced inequalities and how they are implementing safe working environments. What they are doing pay-wise, the hours that are going on. But then if you step away from the human element, what are they doing with their production? How is it chemical usage, disposal? What goes on with their water waste? I think it continually goes on and there's so much that they can touch on and look at, but yet they have a lot of influence and power in what goes on in their facilities. And it's very crucial that they look at that and I think although it's difficult right now where people are wondering what they're doing financially and what that might look like for their workforce, manufacturers also have the power to decide who they work with at some point and how they sit there and say to companies that has to reach a point where we refuse to do this for you because we know what you're doing. You are looking to us at such low cost garments that we cannot look after our workers, there has to be more standing up there where we as an industry stand with these mills and manufacturers and facilities and ensure that the workers are being protected and that that is more important than the garments that are being produced out of there. Yeah, that's a really good point. In regards to the production partners or mills kind of standing up and saying that this is not okay from a price perspective because I can't take care of the workers, do you have any advice on how to navigate that conversation? Because I know it can be tricky and obviously you also want to not burn any bridges and maintain a friendly relationship. So any advice on how to navigate that? I think right now we're in an extremely tricky situation for people and I feel for them because if they don't do this work, they might lose the contract completely. So it's one thing me saying, you know, this is what you should speak up and do. It's a very bold statement. We can't expect that of everybody. But what we do need to see is as industry as a whole, how we encourage and support this. And COVID has exposed now more than ever before what is going on behind the scenes with these garment workers. There's the pay up campaign that we're seeing by Remake that is holding facilities and brands accountable and ensuring that 
if you're going to cancel these orders, you still need to give back to the manufacturers. You can't just be a large brand or retailer and decide to cancel your orders and not care about the garment workers and the people in the supply chain. And so I think we're at a place and I'm hoping a tipping point where we're going to start seeing a lot more support for those almost in a way that are behind the scenes. We're always following on social, the brands that we love and the retail experiences that we like to have. But as I said, now more than ever, the media and these campaigns are exposing. Again, I use the words, the fragile and broken system that has been in place and before has probably made a lot of these facility owners voiceless and definitely disempowered the workers. Yes, 100%. I feel for the factories as well because we're in a state where people and brands are canceling orders because they're not getting sales. And then, of course, these garment factories are also thinking about the safety of their workers, especially in this pandemic. So, yeah, it is definitely a very tricky situation. But perhaps when things get better and depending on the situation of each individual facility and business, they can make their own decisions. But I do think you bring up a good point where it's almost like you can think about it as, yes, they're your client. And yes, this brand is someone you may want to work with. But at the end of the day, you also need to make sure it's a fit for you and the Aligned with your values. So it's not a blanket statement that applies to everyone, but it is something that they can consider and have in the back of their mind. Yeah, and I think it is crucial to realize that what you can do can actually make a difference. I think we're at a point sometimes where people don't actually have the confidence to think anything they do makes any change, and that's not true. For good or for bad, whatever decisions you make at some point actually do have an impact on people. And if we as an industry can rally together for a really strong and almost demand collective change, we are going to start seeing it. Yes, totally. Moving on a little bit, but how do you think companies and brand can really measure and determine if they're moving the needle or making a difference? Because sometimes the SDGs can be very much so a blanket statement. And then as brands working towards helping them, it can be hard to really measure and see if they're making an impact. So do you think there's any ways that companies can do that and see year over year or even quarter over quarter if they're making a difference? It's an interesting point and it comes up a lot and we are at a place, I believe, where we still don't have this unified measuring pack. People are encouraged to do good, people are encouraged to do sustainability, but there's not this one hub or home, if you will, for people to come to and see what's being mapped out in the industry. And I talk about this often and I say here and there, if there is any technology companies or, you know, whiz kids that understand this stuff, we need a fair and open education mapped out system and solution sharing what is going on globally in the industry so we can actually track businesses but then also regionally what people are doing because I bet there's things happening in your neighborhood that you don't even know about because unless they share it on social, how would you actually know? And you might miss that too. Now getting into the more practical side of that, there are tools the United Nations Global Compact, they actually have some tools like the SDG Compass, they have the SDG Manager, and what that looks at, it progresses and helps company track what they're doing. It might not suit everybody, but it's a starting point on what is going on. 
But overall, as tools, we're starting to find that people are tracking it themselves from where they started to what that now means. Yourself and I, we met with Green Story, and I think it's really interesting their offering they have where they have the calculator that you can implement. Now, it is more to showcase the consumers what they are saving with their purchase and how good they are doing for the planet and the impact that they're making. But the behind the scenes, there's a lot of data that companies can gather to show what they are doing. But we need a lot more solutions to come forward and rapidly to be able to do this on a global scale. Yeah, so calling all tech whizzes, <laughs> like Carrie talked about. Yeah, like please. But I, I do agree with you, like Green Story is a really good way and other platforms are now coming out just to measure, for example, the water impact, the carbon impact, because we're in a day and age where greenwashing is so rampant and it's everywhere and consumers need to know, right, how to vote with their dollars and which brands to support. So I think measurement and data will be quite imperative in the coming years. Oh, it's going to be crucial. And I think also more than ever is allowing there to be the funding and the respect of what these programming need and the resources that they need, because data is crucial and the data will tell us where we're going and where we're not doing. But there definitely needs to be more respect for what goes into place. And with that, the funding and the support so that these companies can do that work. Yes, 100 percent. And so how do you think then we can get more fashion brands and more partners and more companies in the industry to try to adopt the UN SDGs or more sustainable practices? Because throughout this interview, we've been talking about how it's so important to band together. And as a collective, we are so much stronger. So how can we get more people onto our bandwagon, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. So people can Google the Sustainable Development Goals and you'll see several resources that come up with on the UN website where you can learn about that. You can also go to our website, theconsciousfashioncampaign.com. There is an SDG section that breaks down very simply what the 17 SDGs are. They then take you to each dedicated United Nations page where you can learn what is going on. And I think just naturally, when you start reading about the goals, we all always have causes that resonate with us as individuals and that's where it starts. See what makes sense, see what matters to you, see where you want to align and then from there it's about messaging correctly. Responsible messaging is key. You touched on about the greenwashing and the reality is you have to ensure that your messaging is genuine. It is a part of your business. It is better to start small but it be real because the call out for transparency is not going anywhere. And so it's much better to monitor this work from a true real perspective of this mattering to your company, instead of saying, oh yeah, we're gonna do this, this and this, but you're gonna struggle to do it. That doesn't make any sense for anybody and it actually doesn't benefit anything, so it's not worth it. So just going back to the point of finding what resonates with you, Taking that artwork, implementing it as it makes sense into your website so you can educate your consumers, taking that into your messaging, showing your stakeholders, your partners, your community, what that means to you and how. And then I think exploring locally, whether it's to your region or something that matters to you then deciding how you're going to do that. Is it about good health and well-being for goal number three that you want to work on? 
Is it about combating zero hunger? And for goal number two, and you partnering up with local causes that can help you do that. For some brands, it is about responsible consumption and production with goal number 12. So they start with that being what is in their clothing, the choices to make their collections, their fabrics. For others, it's about the water. It's all different. But in all of that, we each have the power to actually make the difference in our businesses specifically. And we have resources, we have voices, we are creatives, we have ideas, we have contact. It's about how we message it to the media. It is about how you message it and even the choices of packaging that you have going on. It is a deep dive into learning, but it is truly beneficial for everybody that does this. Yes, I totally agree with you. And you mentioned the phrase responsible messaging. And I wanted to double click on that and ask you what that phrase means to you. And when you use it, what context are you using it in? And for brands that are just starting to speak out about sustainability and conscious fashion practices, they might be worried that they will say the wrong thing or that their facts and statistics aren't accurate. So do you have any advice on that? Thank you so much for asking that because I do talk about it and I do reference it a lot. And I'm not even sure if we all even understand what that means yet. And for me personally, I just feel with responsible messaging, it is about truly taking a moment to see what you're putting out there, fact checking, data checking, even crediting people that you might have learned something from. We can't just take something and push it out there without understanding it. Also for me, when I talk about responsible messaging, it is about showing the true story. If we want to reference this to products, it's about sharing what went on behind that, sharing the makers, let people meet the makers, show videos, put blog interviews up, show people if you're talking about donating proceeds from your company, show them where it goes. You have a responsibility to your customers, and in that you have a responsibility to the people that you say that you're helping. You don't have to burst people's privacy. It is not about that. In, in that same regard, it's about checking that people are happy with what you can share. But we do have a duty to ensure if it's in an interview that we are talking about the right thing, that we are not just guessing, we're not putting estimates out there, that we are ensuring that we are fact checking if we want to talk about statistics, that if you want to talk about what you're using in your brand, in your clothing, in your anything, if you want to refer to chemicals, make sure you're doing it correctly. And I also think with that, don't underestimate the intelligence of your consumers. Some people are like, oh, they'll never read it. You do not know that. And if it means only one person reads it on a given day, that is still one person that is becoming more knowledgeable about why by shopping and supporting your brand or voting with you or aligning with you, that they're making a difference. And then believe it or not, when you educate people and you share that responsible messaging, they might talk around about their dinner table. They might tell their colleagues, their employees, they might message about it on their social. So you have to ensure that you give people the correct tools. 100%. And for you, do you have any sources or websites that you really like and trust? Because for people just starting out, maybe they're kind of struggling to figure out which sites to get those statistics or those facts from. I think with it, it comes down to being very regional as well. But I do think a lot of people can find some great things via Fashion Revolution. 
you can find the core website, but then there's also different chapters that go per region, as I mentioned, that might bring things up that are more localized. They have great statistics, they have reports, they have great socials that people can follow, they've got their toolkits, and it goes beyond, you know, just the, the week each year around who made my clothes. They have a lot of information and it's very digestible and relatable that I think would help people starting out. In the UK, there's common objective, but also that is offered as a global platform. You can look to things with the British Fashion Council. CFDA in the US has great resources. Also, they're really building out their sustainability toolkits and resources. And I'll come back to if you are starting out right now with the sustainable development goals, please do Google it and platform will come up on the United Nations, where I would say it's got the most condensed and core information, as well as links to artwork. Again, you can look to our site for the Conscious Fashion Campaign. We are more heavily focused on ensuring that we educate and advocate at the the convener level where we make sure people can provide information but I do think there is a great amount of resources out there fashion for good is excellent there's obviously this podcast there's the wardrobe crisis podcast as well that has a lot of stats with industry leaders and what they're looking to change and it depends how you like to learn too there's blogs there's articles in the UK I'm a huge fan of ethos magazine where they have a great publication um, sharing a lot of information and stories with leaders. And I like the way that they, they share their storytelling. You can absorb it. You can read it. For those that find reports too heavy when starting out in this, it's a great publication. Draper's Magazine in the UK has launched a sustainability newsletter where they are sharing great stories. And again, I think practical insights where you can learn from businesses that are actually already doing it. And you get to hear about where they failed, what they learned, and how they are driving change forward. Yes, and thank you for listing all of those resources. Those are some of my favorites as well. And then to help listeners, I'll have it all linked in the show notes so you don't have to rapidly try to figure out where all of they are because <laughs> you listed a lot, which is great. <laughs> And then to wrap things up, I had more of an interesting question because we've been talking about greenwashing throughout this episode. And I think as a good wrap up, like how do you think UN SDGs can help combat greenwashing? Well, I think that's going to be interesting here. And a term I discuss with some people is we don't want people to jump away from greenwashing and then jump into the rainbow washing with all the gorgeous colors of the icons of the sustainable development goals. We need to ensure, and this comes back to transparency, and I think it actually starts with moral transparency within yourself and the conversations that leadership and executives of any level in companies are willing to have with themselves about what makes sense. And the greenwashing just hasn't worked. And I don't care what these big companies say that they are doing with the, and they might say that they're gonna have a small capsule collection of good or around sustainable product. But the reality is, if we dive deeper into their supply chains or the chemicals that they're using, or the fabrics that they're choosing, or the way that they're sourcing things, these are not sustainable. And they need to be very clear about that and ensure that they don't use the messaging of doing a little bit of good to try and cover up the lot of bad that is happening. That is not to say 
I do believe that it is good to champion people to adopt sustainability, but we also have to be very aware of the percentage of the sustainability they are integrating into their businesses for them to be applauded overall. You can't just be applauded for making a couple of steps and stopping there. That's not good enough. Yes, totally. Thank you so much, Carrie, for taking the time. This was awesome. There were so many nuggets of wisdom. And then my last question for you is just how everyone can support you, get in touch with you. What are all of your links? Thank you so much. So as I'd mentioned, our website is ConsciousFashionCampaign.com. We are on Instagram at, at ConsciousFashionCampaign. We love people to tag us or hashtag SDG fashion or hashtag conscious fashion campaign. More so than anything, when you say how can people support us, it is more so about them taking the step to dive into doing good with their resources and their businesses. And if it means even as an individual, what they can do in their lifestyle to do better as we all move forward and make the commitment to collective action. If you are on social and using things, as I've mentioned, we love being tagged because we actually like to share people's stories and we're all about championing the change makers and the innovators. And we just really want to encourage people that what may feel as a difficult and heavy time, that their work is needed, their intellect is needed, and they need to keep going and they need to share their stories, their insights, their data, um, and just make sure and realize that people truly value what they are doing. And as things continue to go on where we sit with the pandemic and other items that are happening, that this work needs to continue. And now more than ever, the change makers in the fashion industry are needed. Totally. Could not have said it better myself. Well, thank you again, Carrie. This was great. And I'm sure people will have a lot of takeaways and a lot of um, really great action items that they can get out of this episode. Thank you so much. If you learned a lot in this episode and you enjoyed it, make sure you take a screenshot of yourself listening to this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted. If you haven't already, also make sure you subscribe to our podcast so that new episodes are automatically downloaded every time they are released. Lastly, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive rating and review if you think we deserve it. That helps us get found and then we can really help further our sustainable fashion message. Thanks for listening and together let's write the harmful fashion industry.